Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Isabel, you you start to pull into the um, this public library parking lot that, that Norma, for the library that Norma works in, and Frank is right behind you. And he kind of pulls into the the next parking spot. We'll say, Katrina, you probably guided guided Isabel to where this library is because she has has never visited Norma at her place of work before. But once you guys get there, you and and it's a it's a weekend and the library is is closed for you know for for the public. But she's still in there doing like busy work and stuff like that. So. You kind of see the the lights on in this place, but there's there's no other cars like or anything there. Lot, like... It's just like an empty parking lot, exactly. There's her car there and, and your guys' car. All right, so Isabel is, like, not wasting any time. So she's getting out, turning up the car, you know, going straight to the door and just, like, rapping on the glass door. Because the libraries always have glass doors. Yes, yep. And so you start banging on this on this uh, glass door, and you quickly see Norma just run to the front and unlock it. And she she, it's kind of like one of those automatic doors where like if you stand in front of it, the glass doors will slide open like that. So you see her like unlock it and just like hit the button on the top, and just like the doors like start to slide open, but not fast enough for Norma. So she starts to kind of pull them open that way and she's just like what 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 is it she has this this nervous look in her face like she's just waiting to to hear something bad i'm uh i'm attempting to push in with her like go in the building yeah and she she immediately takes a few steps back to to let you guys come in um is frank like still like lagging behind like is he like because he was driving behind us it took him a, I was kind of speeding too we'll say that's up to frank if you wanted to speed along and get there at pretty much the same time as you guys or if he you know we'll we'll let uh we'll let Frank decide that. What's going on with you, Frank? Yeah, I think Frank would put the pedal to the metal if it came down to it. Doesn't want to be left behind. Okay. So Frank's behind us and so I'll wait till everybody's inside and then be like He fucking killed him, Norma. What? Who who killed who? And you just see this this paleness in her face in her her mouth is just wide open fucking raymond tell him frank tell him tell her tell her she has a look of horror on her face and you just see the see these tears start to start to well up in her eyes and she she knows but she doesn't want to believe she just what what what, what are you talking about what happened well izzy's right uh Raymond, he killed him because he thought he was, well, he was being controlled by one of the fair folk. What? 
Oh. She just starts like screaming. She just is like screaming and crying. Uh, this is like a. This, you guys are all kind of looking at each other. Like, what do I do? Because she is yeah. just on the verge of oh, a. No, no. I'm gonna let her get her like breakdown out. Like she okay. needs it. Every, sometimes you just you gotta let the emotions flow. Let them have that moment. Give her give her the chance to freak out and then console her hold her for a minute whatever it takes to just get her to just calm down enough to talk but that might that's take a pretty a that's a pretty interesting thing so like isabel you kind of like have this i feel like isabel has this understanding of of just trauma and stuff like that to the point where she doesn't try to interject when somebody is in the process of of, of dealing with fucked up news you know it's like you understand it enough where you're not going to try to stymie this whole this whole breakdown that she's having. You know, you're going to let her have this cathartic moment where she can just just take it all in and just and just scream and and freak out for a second. You understand yeah, that. Or not, Isabel is empathetic and and a very social person and she gets people. And so she's going to give her this like moment of time that she might need. I don't know about the others. Is anybody else saying anything at this point, or Frank has no idea what to do? Katrina is freaking out a little as well. Not as bad as Norma, but like watching her reaction to it, she's probably. And it would be alarming for you. I mean, you just, you just, you saw like this craziness too, and now you're watching her react to it, and she's screaming and in a in a panic right now, and and you must you must feel a little bit when you see that. You know, it must. Yeah, I, I think it's like, um, I don't know what to call it, but it's like this effect when you see someone yawn, you have to yawn as well. Yeah. <laughs> when you see someone panic, uh, well, at least Katrina will panic as well. Also, I imagine because you guys, because, you know, she is the the leader of your court, you do feel this sort of sort of kinship with her. And, and in a way, you're hurting because she's hurting. And you guys have both just lost this court mate so she she just lunges norma just lunges to you katrina and she just you know she's just crying in your shoulder she just buries her head you know between your your head and your neck and she's just just sobbing uncontrollably like you don't even feel like you could pry her off if, if you tried you know she's just glued to you just just weeping like a child and then like isabel comes over and embraces both of them Frank has still no idea what to do. She's she's trying to to get the words out to to ask you know what what happened why but she just can't it's just it's just sob just sobbing and just just shouting and just like she's not saying any any words you know nothing that that makes any sense at this point it's just a complete breakdown of screaming and crying this is hitting her so hard and she she just heard about it you know and it's just she's just devastated after after a minute or two uh isabel's gonna try to help her regain some of her composure and just kind of calm her and be like look we we got to talk about this you i need you to i need you to i need you to calm down for just a minute so we can so we can tell you everything and she's just like she's breathing very like like hyperventilating a little bit just (gasps) trying to catch her her breath and calm herself down it's it's like it's a lot like when a when a little kid is is you know upset and crying and they get themselves so worked up that they just can't even 
get the get the words out. She's just yeah. like, what happened? You know, and and eventually you're able to get her to to where she'll sit down at you know either one of these desks that that people can read at. They have these these tables, long tables with a bunch of chairs where people can just sit down and do work at or. And she'll she'll pull a chair out and just kind of like sit down, and she's just like, "What happened?" Frank, get her some water. Yeah, Frank just goes along trying to find like a bottle of water or at least like a mug where he can, you know, put some water, or something. Yeah, you see like a a bunch of coffee mugs that they kind of have on the counter for whoever to use, and there's like a water cooler not too far away from you. So while he's doing that, she says to her, he went off the deep end. I don't know. He he was saying like something was happening to to Manny, something. He was sick. He was I could see it and I tried to get him out of there and he was he was yelling at me and he didn't want me to take him away. And then and then Frank started freaking out in another room and screaming and yelling. And that's when he was like, take him, get him out. So I grabbed him, Manny, and I drove off. But then he, he wanted to go back. He, he, I shouldn't have taken him back, but I did. And we went back. And when we got back, I heard, I heard it. And he shot him. And and Manny, he just said, he just said to leave. He just, he just said to leave. He, and I don't think he's gonna deal with this. I just, I saw it in his face. He's just not. I don't know. He's too close to him. I had to come tell you. I couldn't. I couldn't not say anything. Because I know he's gonna tell me not to. I know it. You just you just see Norma is just completely broken. You know, she just is staring straight ahead. She's not making eye contact with any of you. She's just pale as a ghost, but she's listening to everything you say and she's just she has no response. She's just completely in shock. So Katrina will take a little bit to regain composure, but then explain. Something weird happened to Charlie. What happened to him? Well, Manny was feeling sick, but then uh, somehow we all felt really nauseous in the room. And I don't think any one of us really knows what caused it. And well, then things were chaotic and uh, everyone was trying to get out. And especially Manny, um, we were almost... Well, we were dragging him out, but then I uh, got a glimpse of Charlie and he, uh, I think he, he fainted and I wanted to help him, but I don't know, uh, is Frank back? Yeah, we'll say Frank is, is coming back into the room with a with a mug of water from the water cooler. Here you go. What happened to you in the bathroom? Well, I saw something in the mirror. What did you see? I... I think it was one of them. She she looks up at you and kind of this still has this expression of horror from just having all sure this though? unloaded on Are her you at once. Sure though? Because at this point, Isabel, remember, she saw that like dream and went to his mind and like it was not what she was expecting. So she's completely like there's some mindfuckery going on. <laughs> so she's like, Are you sure though? Are you sure? Frank, Frank out of character describes. really quick. You probably would be sure. When you saw it, something oh, hit you okay. on like a primordial level that just like, it just was so wrong that it could only be one of them, if that makes any sense. Um, I feel like it's true. It's like, it's like going back there 
you know, just seeing the thing. On him saying that, like, going back there, she's like, okay. Norma is just, I don't even know what to say. Charlie's dead, and there's one of them. And Raymond is where? I was talking to Manny when we left him. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but couldn't. It's not in me to just let this go. We have to warn the others if you've, saw, if you've seen something, Frank. If you've seen one of them, we have to warn the others. We can, we can let Charlie's people know what happened to him, and hopefully one of them can reach out to his grandma, and she starts to break down as she says that, and she's just like, I was supposed to take care of him. I was supposed to look after him. I should have never let Raymond look after him. And she's just like breaking down. It's but, not your fault for trusting that fuck. Pinche puta. But if they control the kid, couldn't they be controlling someone else? I don't have... know what happened. What well, is true? Raymond killed him. Yeah, we, we totally don't know what happened. Charlie fainted. Okay. The only he thing we sick. know for sure is Raymond killed him. Well, I'm confident he'll answer before the freehold at some point. I, I don't know him to be a dishonorable man or to be a coward, but I think he'll, I think he'll, well, he'll come. A murderer. And, well, that may be true, but I still think he's a, I don't even know what to think. I trusted him. I can't believe I trusted him. He's just staring off into the distance. Just like has this just look of just disbelief on her face, you know, just like, wow. Like she just can't even, can't even process this, all of this at once. It's just too much, you know? And she's just doesn't even know what to say, how to take the next step. She is like, she's she's the leader of the Autumn Court, but right now she is just like a shell of a person. You, it's hard to just even get words out of her at this point. And she's just still sitting at that desk, just kind of staring off into into space, just you know, not sure what to say. And every you know, every couple of seconds that passes in silence, she'll just say, "I was supposed to look after him." I was supposed to protect. I was supposed to protect him, and I failed him. I failed him so bad. Norma, you've got to talk to Manny. Suppose I, I should call him right now. And you'll see. She she gets up and and walks over to where the phone is, and she just kind of like puts her hands on the counter and just like stretches and like puts her head down, and is just like dreading it. Before she yeah. makes any kind of phone call, I'm gonna say to her. Um, you remember what I said that I had to come tell you before Manny said something? Because it's not in me to let this go. I can't. I don't want him telling me I can't say something, that I can't do something. Because I know he will. So, how do I get in touch with the core people? She looks at you. He can't tell me I can't do it if he can't talk to me. Or if I talk to them first. And she's just kind of like staring at you, just like contemplating. And then you see her... Before she she goes next to the phone and she has like this like little Rolodex and she just starts like digging through it and she pulls a card out and she just hands it to you and she just like turns it and and picks up the phone. I'm leaving. Yeah, so are you are you walking out of there right now? I'm leaving the building right okay. now. If if Katrina isn't following, she's gonna have to hitch a ride with Frank or with Norma. And or I think Katrina is staying. You're gonna stay with Norma. That's a good call. You can see how much pain she's in right now, and, and you probably would want to sort of be there to comfort her. Isabel, what are you thinking right now as, as you walk out of there with this card? All right, so 
Isabel's virtue is justice. A driving goal behind her is making sure that wrongs are righted. And she has a big glaring wrong in her face right now. Something to focus on. Something that needs to be fixed. And she thinks she knows best. And that the best way to fix this is to let everybody know what fucked up shit went down in her own way. So she is going straight to find these people, these crow people, and let them know what happened to one of their own. Because they're going to want vengeance. And whatever whatever happens at the end of this, there's not going to be a cover-up. There's not going to be some, like, we're not going to talk about this. Because it's, in her mind... You know, this is, like, one of the worst things you could do is killing another changeling. You know, that's, like, that is one of the worst possible things. So she is, because, you know, you're they're supposed to band together. You know, you're supposed to be able to depend on each other. And now she feels like Raymond is, like, someone you cannot depend on and everyone needs to know it. So that that's okay. kind of what's going through her head. I love in that. And, I mean, Norma had to think about it for a little bit, but she gave you that card, so... You know that she she also agrees that Raymond should should face some sort of justice for for what's going to happen. And from what you know about like freehold politics and stuff like that, not that you've been a member of like a bunch of freeholds and have, you know, seen this happen in like communities you've been a part of, you know that when stuff goes wrong, they try to take like a democratic approach to it where a person is is judged by the freehold and Usually they'll just be exiled. Like you said, it's the idea of killing other changelings is like cardinal sin in the freehold. So even a changeling who does something terrible, they probably wouldn't be like like executed or anything like that. They like the very worst would just be like stripped of their mantle, like kicked out of their court or whatever and just like not a part of the freehold. So like maybe some kind of like pledge or something like that involved. Yeah, exactly. And so like part of you probably feels and norma probably feels this as well that this is like one of the only ways for like true justice to happen and like justice as like you see it is for like charlie's people to know like the truth about like what happened to him and for them to just not be hindered in seeking whatever they seek from that isabel you you leave the building frank and katrina you guys are still there right now so Frank is actually probably gonna go home because he thinks Manny will call him there. Katrina, you you're just watching Norma just kind of like sit by the phone, just like trying to trying to get the the courage to pick it up, trying to formulate what she would even say. Frank kind of just follows out the door, you know, maybe a minute or two after after Isabel did. And uh, Frank, do you head straight home? You're still driving on Manny's car, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I... The thing is, like, you're not really sure how Manny could, could be reached right now. Because he just walked yeah. away from Raymond's house. Exactly. Left you with his car. Didn't really tell anybody where he was going or what the next step yeah. was going to be. Yeah, and so I you're think, not really... I think, uh, it's like Frank any move could be the... Stay home and, you know, just by his phone. Right. Okay. So as Frank leaves, Katrina, you're you're still in there with Norma, and she's just looking at you. Right now, it's just you two. You know, it's just two members of the Autumn Court, and she's she's looking 
at you with this this like despair in her eyes of just like like surely you understand too like we just lost like we just lost one of our people you know she's like looking at you to see like because she can she can tell that you're shaken by it too and she just reaches out and she grabs your hand and she just squeezes it tight and she just says katrina i'm so sorry i'm so sorry for wrapping you up in all this this is this is so my fault this is so my fault I shouldn't be leading you guys. I'm no leader at all. Katrina just bites her lip, trying to fight back even more tears. I can't believe I've led you guys so wrong. I, I can't believe it. I got him killed. I got him killed because I trusted him with a madman. I trusted him too, you know. And there's a and there's one of them out there? I just... I feel like this is just the end, you know? I, I feel like things are just only going to get worse from here. We have members of our freehold dying. We have one of them in our midst. I don't know what to do. Part of me just wants to take off. No, no. If there truly is one of them out there, they're just playing with us. But now it's here. It's here. She's and then her, we can't run away anymore. Her eyes start to just start to well up again, and she just begins sobbing again. And she's like, I'd rather die than go back. I'd rather die right now than, than go back. I think that just... Hits Katrina real hard. Also hits hits home a little bit. Um, yeah. And I mean, you don't really know what the story is behind Norma's Durance or anything like that. I mean, most it's it's would be considered like bad etiquette to really talk about yeah. traumas with them and stuff like that. I don't think it's like you go out to dinner. So so what's your story? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so but you just you just see this this like fear of just like in her eyes, just like when she, when she says like, I'd rather die than go back. Like, it's like, she's afraid she's going to go back right now. You know, just hearing that one of them is back or one of them is here. It just, you know, it's like, she just wants to run out the door right now. It's just like, even before when it was just a possibility, she was able to rationalize it, able to bury it, to put it out of her head as something else. But now she's she believes because of what she's heard that this is very much one of them, and she just does not even want to face it. And she's giving you this look like, "What do I do?" We need to call Manny now, because whatever we do, we need to we need to at least work with him. And so she she picks up the phone and she she dials a number very quickly, a number that she knows from memory. And you just see her kind of tapping her foot, you know, waiting waiting, waiting. And then as you hear like the answering machine faintly through the speaker of the, of the phone, she just hangs it up and she's just like, he wasn't there. Shit. I didn't even think of that. Of course he wasn't there. Frank had his car. He can't even be home right now. Frank, you're, you're just reaching your apartment right now. And as you pull into the driveway, you see Manny pacing around outside, like he's just kind of been waiting for you to get there. Okay. Manny, how did you get here? I, I say after, you know, pull over. I walked. Can we go inside, Frank? Uh, sure. Sure. And so you guys, you know, he follows you through the apartment building into your small apartment, and you shut the door behind you, and... You know, he just kind of stands holding his hips, just pacing around the room. And he's just like, 
got a real fucked up situation on our hands here, Frank. Not really quite sure what the next step is. Well, you always figure things out, boss. You know, I I gotta call Norma. Yeah. Gotta know what's going on. I'm sure. Are you gonna tell him that that you guys had just seen her? Because as far as he knows, she still doesn't know. And he's he's saying that he wants to call her and, and tell her at this point. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we've already been to Norma's. Isabel, she, well, she thought Norma should know about this. And you see, he, he sighs and he nods and he's like, it's, it's only fair, I guess. You know, she should, she should know that one of her own has fallen and another one is, is gone. Well, I wanted to wait for you to see what you had to say. I appreciate that, Frank. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to tell the others. I let Raymond go. I gave him a head start. I told him that he still has a chance to to find out the truth and hopefully clear his name and make right of this whole thing. But he's going to have to come back. We swore on it. No matter what he finds, he's going to have to come back and and face judgment for what he did. Okay. I don't think Isabel will like that very much. I don't think she will. I'm afraid I didn't have much of a choice, though. You see... We need him. We're a small freehold, and he might be the only one. I don't know. This is a fucking mess, Frank. This is a real fucking mess. You know, when yeah, we went out driving two days ago, mm. I would have never, I, I would have never pictured that all this fucking bullshit would have snowballed into into something that I f- just feel is totally, totally beyond my do? control at this point. What did they do? Uh, what is? What do you mean? People we visited. I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. When we when we visited them, it was just it was just to to make them stop stop doing their tricks, stop making it so so regular people could see what we look like. You know, they're not part of our court. I I shouldn't have fucking bothered. I'm not part of our freehold. I shouldn't have fucking I shouldn't have fucking got involved. But whatever they're up to over there. It somehow followed us back here, and and I think it has something to do with what's been going on with Charlie. I think it it has something to do with whatever the fuck you saw in that mirror. I think this is all, it's all the same thing, but it's it's different. I can't help but feeling like, like Charlie, not remembering, and us going there and and getting the dolls and and all this stuff and the kids that are missing. It it all. It's all related, but I just don't know how. Mm-hmm. Well, should I tell the others about uh, the other changelings we visited? Or the changeling? It's going to have to come out. I mean, I'm going to have to tell Norma about <sighs> about this fucking trouble, and she's already going to hate me for, I don't know. This is just a fucking mess, Frank. This is a fucking night here. Nightmare. Can we... Can we just sit here a minute? Of course, think. Manny. I brought some food. Well, food. What he brought is like chips and, you know, sandwiches and whatever. Just gas station food? Yeah, gas station stuff. <laughs> and uh, so you'll you'll uh, put that out on the table and he'll kind of just like stare at it and then just, you know, he has his elbows on the table like this and he has like his his head in between his hands like that and he's just kind of... Just like thinking at this point, it's like so far 
the summer court leader and the autumn court leader are just at a total loss for how to deal with this. I would honestly say you guys as like courtiers are handling this like much more maturely than than the leaders of your respected courts are. So, all right, from there I want to cut over to Isabel. Describe describe what's what's gone on since you've left the library with this card. Have you gone ahead and made any phone calls yet? How would you when, be doing this? When she got in the car, she would have looked at the card. Like, okay. Like she just took it and like left. But when she got in, the, as soon as she got in her car, before she drove off anywhere, she would have looked looked at it. You know, with the the car light on, you know, with the door kind of cut half cocked open, the night air, and just reading over what it says. And so you just see written in in just you know sloppy penmanship, Melissa Bennett, and just a seven digit phone number underneath. Okay. So she would dial it, and as it's ringing, um start the car okay so as your as your car starts this this call seems to to ring and ring and ring and as soon as you think it's going to go over to the the uh, answering machine you hear the line pick up and there's some fumbling on the other end before you finally hear like a very muffled just like hello melissa who is this isabel 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 martinez okay and so she would know who you are because you you have like a, a few buds in the spring court, you know, like you you hang out with with Nicole every now and then. Nicole is a member of the spring court. At the very least, Melissa would know who you are, you know, whether or not you guys have have made formal introductions or anything like that. When you say your full name, she she knows what you're talking about, and she says, "Okay." Are you one of the crow people? What is this? I'm trying to find the crow people, so if you can get me in contact with them, or if you're one of them, let them know. It's important. I'm, look, whatever you whatever you're calling to say, you can you can say. Just say no, it. No, I can't. I can't just say it. I'm a I'm I'm one of them. I'm I'm part of them. Can we talk in person? Where are you? Um, I don't remember the name of the public library that we were at, but I'll just tell her I'm like leaving this library. Okay, and where should I meet you? What is this? I have news for you, and you're not going to like it. We need to meet now. Okay, where? Anywhere, you pick. Okay. Listen, how far away are you from... And she'll just, like, she'll just list off, like, a... Just outside of, like, a... Like, a Applebee's type of... Like, an Applebee's restaurant. And she, she tells you, like, okay, the Applebee's in off of blah 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 and blah 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 and you you know where it is and it's like 10 minutes away from where you're at and this is going to okay. be like a halfway point for you too so she says all right melissa uh i'll see you there and so i take it you you just start driving about 10 minutes and you're there and you pull into this applebee's parking lot and the second you are in the parking lot you see melissa standing outside of a car with another person. This is actually one of your court mates. His name is Ronnie Mathis. Um, and you remember him from the from the, the opening night at the nightclub. Raymond, you were actually were the one that talked to him during the opening night, but he's he's a summer court, one of the crow people, and he's just kind of gone with Melissa. He is a like a he's <laughs> got this this body that that looks like he's just constructed out of out of like just natural rocks and stuff like that. His 
he looks like he's just been you know assembled with with stones and there's just these different like protrusions and lumps and you know his his body is very uneven it's very asymmetrical it's got like his his clothing is like very loose because it's just thrown over this this body that just is jagged in certain places and flat in other places and it's like nothing he wears can can look normal on him he just has like this bizarre stone flesh what is melissa's appearance like her her changeling so melissa is she's a she's a fairest i mean she looks very beautiful but she also has like somewhat grotesque features the lobes of her ears hang down very low and also she has like she has like this hair that is it's like it's really long and it's really like wild and curly but it's also just like not really hair it's like this type of of vines that are kind of just like almost like dreadlocks but they kind of you know are are just like these thin strands that kind of like bind together and and twist around and she she has these like sort of branches that that stick out and it it looks like there's you know different sorts of foliage and and stuff that's sort of caught in her in her famine <laughs> and so they're both leaning against this uh red like hatchback kind of like beat up car you know they they've looked like they've been standing there for like a minute or two and they're just kind of you know waiting and they and once they see that that you're pulling in that you see this anticipation on their face and she's not really sure what it is so so you you, you can see immediately she brought another person with her you know yeah okay so i pull up you know maybe like putting one like parking space between us um get out go around the car towards them you know meeting them in like the middle between the vehicles yes Melissa just looks at you like, you know, kind of uneasy, kind of just wants you to spit it out. But you can also see her face is, is sweating. Her eyes are kind of dilated. She looks a little bit on edge. So Isabel just kind of has this moment of like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Kind of indecision. Just like, you know, she just kind of it takes her a second to kind of because you know she's like well you know like this anticipation everything just building up to this and now she just kind of just for a brief moment is just kind of uh like okay how do i start this shit you know she didn't know like well she didn't have a plan you know she wasn't going into this with an idea of like i have this speech prepared no no she's kind of like just winging it you know and this isn't what she does so she just kind of uh hesitates for a moment and then, like, blurting out. Um, she just kind of blurts it out. Charlie's dead. Like, it takes her a second, but then she just, like like I said, blurts it out at them. You know, almost like, like just, like, I don't know, word vomit. Give me a... I want to do, like, a persuasion-type role, because they are just going to say bullshit at first. But I don't know if that'd be manipulation, because it's, it's true. But, I mean... Maybe either presence in persuasion or manipulation in persuasion. Okay. Well, it's the same dice pool for both. Which oh, that's right. looks apply? Okay. Um, no, because it doesn't really so. matter in this type of news. I didn't think so. I had to ask. So as soon as you say that, at first, like, you see Melissa is kind of like, bullshit. And then she thinks about it for a second, and she's just like, are you fucking serious? What's going on right now? So three successes. 
Yeah, so so she's like about to just be like, what? No. And then she's just like, wait a minute. Like she had me come all the way over here, like, okay, what the fuck? She's and she's just like, what the fuck is going on? What happened how to is the other, how is uh how is Ronnie responding? Does he say anything? He's just standing there, stone face. She's not gonna lie. She has no reason to lie. She's not here to tell truth. She's here to find justice. So she says he was shot by Raymond. And she's just blank for a minute and then she turns to ronnie and she's just like oh my god and she looks back to you and she's just like where the fuck is he do you know where he is where the fuck is he raymond charlie where, where's charlie charlie's in where raymond's house i don't know where raymond is charlie's in raymond's house manny was there and i didn't trust him to handle it i didn't know if he was going to tell you the truth and i had to tell you i couldn't just let this go you had to know. You just see her Her expression is blank for a second, and then you just see like a single tear just roll down her cheek, and then and then another, and she just looks over to Ronnie, and she's just like, Ronnie, let's go. And they just Wait. hop in the car, and they Wait. she she turns back to you. Norma told me how to find you. If you have questions, you can talk to her. You can trust her. And she, you know, she doesn't say anything, and she just gets back and into the uh, driver's seat of this this red hatchback and they just they just peel out so isabel kind of like backs up a few steps leaning against her car and just kind of like quietly sobs for a little while so that that couldn't have been easy to do i mean no no it wasn't but at the same time do you feel like you did the right thing yeah um like they deserve, head, they deserve to know. They deserve to have cl- whatever closure they need, are going to need in the end. Like leaving them like questioning or whatever is not the answer. So the sooner they are able to know and do whatever it is they feel like they need to do, the better. And so for her, it was hard, but like it's even harder for them, you know? Right. And I mean, you don't know like a a whole ton about this group, but. What you do know about them is this is one of the, this is like one of the, they pledge for life. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, and like like a lot of changelings will will pledge to each other for like, they'll pledge to get the job done together. But these guys have made a lifelong pact that they're going to look out for each other. And they've they've even been to multiple freeholds together. You know, they've, they've tried to make their life work in multiple places. And when it doesn't, they, they've tried somewhere else, but. Just no matter knowing, what, they've always been a group. Just knowing that they have that that pledge, and hearing him talk about it, just that alone was enough to make her was enough to make up the decision that she needed to tell them. It wasn't easy for her, you know. T- delivering news of like a loved one's death is never easy for anyone. But the fact that they they made that pledge to someone else, the fact that they are magically bound to each other made her like no i need to do something about this i need to tell them and i have and she's like no one else is gonna do it you know all these other people are too busy you know crying over it and it's 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 true like when you guys told excuse me when you guys told norma what had happened she immediately broke down when you told melissa what had happened she shed a few tears but ultimately you saw in her face that it was time for war it was time for revenge it was time time to take action and not not just to to mourn mourn her loss. Yeah. 
you know, she, she, she shed a few tears. She, she, she was hurt, but there was something inside of her that immediately called her to action because of that. And maybe there's, that, there's maybe that's the magic relationship that they, that they have, but. There's two kinds of people. There's the people who watch and the people who act. At least that's how Isabel sees it. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Dawn Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles 
Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs>